where he has brought me from, where he has brought each of you that have trusted him, where he's brought you from, uh, something about the touch that the Lord gives in our life. And if you have your Bibles this morning, if you'll find your way to the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter number 4. Mark chapter number 4, just to kind of give you a preface to leading up, we'll be looking at verse 35, but uh, to kind of go into uh, uh, where we'll be looking this morning, and I pose the question as a title, um, what manner of man is this? And this is a question that was asked of the Lord, what kind of man, what manner of of man is this it had been a long hard day of of preaching we find back in verse one where the crowds were uh, so great that they had to uh, go out into a a boat and uh, just out from the land there he began christ began uh, to teach them and we see where the crowds were listening uh, to what the Lord had to say, all gathered there along the, the beach side. Some sat uh, in the sand as close to uh, the water as they possibly could. Uh, some, perhaps, if you can get the imagery in your mind, uh, let the waves creep over their uh, feet to get a bit of relief from the heat of the day. Uh, upon the uh, beach, some sat on driftwood, some uh, sitting on the remains of, of boats, possibly. And they hear about, in this chapter, as we read through, if you read through the chapter, you would see where they hear about a sower and the seed. They hear uh, the message of the lighted candle, and they hear um, a message about the mustard seed and how it is likened unto the kingdom of God, and if you have the faith so small. And then we see where we come up to these verses where Jesus and his disciples are finally alone. All the the crowds have maybe dispersed. And and then the adventure, if you will, begins here. The imitation, we see a storm, uh, we see a miracle. And then we see a very profound question. What manner of man is this? Let's read together. Mark chapter 4, and we began reading in verse 35. It says, And on that day, when evening had come, he said unto them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said unto him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And waking up, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Be silent, be still. And then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said one to another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him let's pray lord how thankful we are that you are the master of the sea and 
Lord, how that you have reached down into this miry clay of life that we have. And Lord, how you have picked us up. And as the psalmist says, you've established our goings on a solid rock. God, we're thankful this morning for Calvary. For a Calvary where mercy was crucified. And Lord, how grace was let loose and Lord we're so thankful for that grace this morning we're thankful for the forgiveness that you give us and God how that you do set us free from the bondage of sin and Lord as we look at your word this morning God we pray that you would speak to our hearts perhaps there is one who is listening that is lost God we pray you convict their heart that they be saved before it's eternally too late Lord, for that one who is wandering around in sin, backslidden, far away from you, God, we pray that you would rest their heart, captivate them, God, call them to repentance, Lord, and may they do just that, return to you. Lord, for whatever you do this morning, we'll be careful to give you all the praise, and the honor, and the glory, for it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. What manner of man is this? I believe is how the King James uh, puts it. Translation I was reading from this morning says, Who then is this? Who is this man that even the winds and the sea obey him? In verse 35 and verse 36, I I have just uh, uh, about three points that I want to bring out to you uh, this morning from these passages that we looked at and Uh, In verses 35 and 36, we see that he is a man who invites us to travel with him. Uh, A man who invites us to travel with him. Notice there that it says, let us go uh, over on to the other side. Or as my translation said, let us cross to the other side. This is an invitation uh, that is loaded with promises here. Uh, We see the promise of fellowship with the journey. Uh, Along this journey, uh, these disciples had a promise that Christ uh, would be there with them, that he was walking with them in this fellowship. We also see the promise of his fellowship on the other side. Uh, For they're going, obviously, from one side at their own currently over to the other side. And if Christ is saying, let us go, then he must be with them in their midst. And so he promises the fellowship of the journey, or on the journey, over on the other side. But also he gives the promise to them of safe passage to the other side. A lot of times we'll read stuff and maybe not look at the full picture here. And of course we know that as they leave, obviously there was no storm, right? Uh, There was cool, calm, and collect, as they say. Uh, It was a a great day for traveling. I know that some of you maybe have fished in your day. I I used to to fish. My dad, my brother, and I, the whole family, we'd go out. Uh, There in Mississippi, there's a place called Sardis Lake. Many of you know that. Um, There's also a Grenada Lake. We've been there uh, several times. But nonetheless, uh, we would go fishing. And some days were were good days. And then there were some days where uh, there we're not so good at days. And, and I remember as uh, traveling and whatnot, we had a, um, uh, a uh, what they call a marine radio. Many of you may know what we're talking about. It's the radios that 
um, go in a boat and then you can have one in your car, although uh, probably not suggested to have one in a car because I think they're actually uh, illegal. But um, anyway, I can remember hearing on the radio where they would be giving the report uh, for uh, the day, the weather, and they would say, uh, such, you know, whatever river or, or lake that you're at, uh, that it would be a moderate chop. <laughs> and I always thought that was kind of funny because, you know, southern Mississippi boy, we, we, you know, it's either wavy or it's not. And they would say a moderate chop. So I was thinking of that as I was reading this passage. And so as these disciples began this journey with Christ and as they, they go out into this boat to go to the other side, perhaps it's a beautiful sunny day and their winds maybe are nowhere, maybe a slight wind, but nonetheless it wasn't enough to really be concerned with the passage. And so we see the promise that there would be safe passage for the Lord himself said, let us go. To the other side. You know, this is just how the Christian life is. Here on this side of the shore, we're often weary. These disciples were tired. Uh, these people have, uh, you know, they've been around all of these crowds and then listening to the Lord uh, teach them, and so they were weary. And then Jesus invites us to travel with Him to the other side, and we won't spiritualize this, uh, meaning that passageway uh, to heaven. And those who accept his invitation will arrive safely. He promises us that safe passage. He is a man who invites us to travel with him. Secondly, notice in verse 37 that he is a man who is with us In all the storms of life. He is a man who is with us in all the storms of life. The translation that I had read said, And there rose a great storm and a wind. My translation this morning said, A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. What a great storm this must have Uh, uh, The high wind, the rolling thunder perhaps, lightning, the waves crashing in to the ship. I'm sure it would be a time of great uh, fear. And obviously we see where these disciples were uh, very afraid. And how powerful and devastating the upheavals in nature can be. It's not always the way it was, as we know that the earth suffers from the fall of man. You go back to Genesis, you can find where in the beginning where all was peaceful, all was perfect. There was no storms of this nature. This happened after the fall. The earth and travail, earthquakes, all these things we find where Paul talks about this in the Romans uh, chapter 8. Uh, talks about how nature follows after the, the sinfulness of man. How there is uh, no peacefulness about it. And there's a lesson here for us to learn this morning that storms come 
two disciples. That even though these disciples were followers of Christ, and we have this distorted idea, let me rephrase, the world has this distorted idea that if we follow after Christ and we bear the name of Christianity and we we call ourselves uh, uh, followers of God and doing what God has called us to do, that all of life is just this perfect, serene picture. And that is certainly far from the truth, is it not? Life has its uh, storms here. And these storms come to the disciples. They were traveling with Jesus, the very Son of God Himself. And yet the storms still came. They had obeyed Christ, got into the ship, was traveling with Him to the other side. And yet the storm still came. And this morning you may be passing through a storm and even though you profess Christ and you have Christ in your heart, dear friend, I can tell you that the storms will still come. The storms will still come. There's always purposes though, right? There's nothing in this life that happens without some purpose behind it, without some lesson behind it. We looked at Jonah several weeks ago. Jonah's storm, it wasn't about bringing calamity. It wasn't about bringing anything else other than the fact that it was to bring him back from backsliding. That was the whole purpose of that whole storm that was for Jonah. Paul's storm. There in the book of Acts. To open new doors of witness. For him to be able to show the power of God. The disciples storm here that we looked at this morning. It wasn't uh, again to cause uh, some great calamity. It wasn't to cause them maybe to lose their life. But it was to simply test their faith. And Jesus was with them in their storm. And dear friend, I can assure you this morning that even in your storm, Jesus is with you as well. Thirdly, he is a man who is up to the occasion. There's nothing that catches Christ off guard, is there? I think that, again... People have this distorted idea that uh, that maybe they can hide uh, their their sin from God. Uh, that maybe something caught Christ off guard when when something happens. Uh, you know, there is nothing that catches him off guard, and he is one who is up to the occasion. Notice here. Uh, in verses 38 through verse 40, uh, that he was asleep. Uh, Christ, being the Son of God himself, he had a long day, uh, a very wearisome day, uh, preaching, teaching the, the disciples, teaching those followers, teaching the great crowds, people surrounding him, all around him. He was weary. He was tired. He was asleep. We could compare that to Isaiah uh, chapter 40 where um, the prophet talks about that neither is weary in in all this that goes on. And then we find Jesus weary, the very Son of God, 
100% God, yet 100% man, he was still tired. And we know that according to Philippians 2, Hebrews 4, that Jesus was indeed a man. He had the same uh, problems that any other man would have except without sin. And then notice here that he arose from sleep and he he, uh, exclaimed here, Peace, be still. And there was this great calmness that fell over this storm. I don't know about you, but I can imagine the look in the eyes of these disciples. Now these are disciples who are followers of Christ. So they have seen Christ's work. They know what Christ is capable of. They know that Christ is the promised Messiah. So perhaps, maybe, they shouldn't even be in fear to start with. But nonetheless, their human nature was, there's a great storm. The winds are are bellowing these waves into our boat. We're about to be uh, sunk. We're about to be destroyed, likely to be killed in this storm. Our master asleep. And then to see Christ arise from dead sleep and say, Peace, be still. And there was a great calmness. I'm sure these disciples had that look of a deer in the headlights. Y'all ever seen that? I'm sure you have. Uh, I don't know if you remember sometime, I don't, well, I probably wasn't preaching here at the time, but uh, some time ago I had uh, a run-in with one of those deer in the headlight looks, um, and, and he came through my windshield. But nonetheless, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's one of those looks of startling, and I'm sure that was the look of these disciples as they knew death was about to happen, and all of a sudden, The waves ceased and the sea flattened. The moon broke through the clouds. And the only sounds of that evening were the slight movement of the boat and the swift beating of the disciples' hearts that I'm sure you could probably hear. And they asked this question. What manner of man is this? manner of man he was a man who was willing he was a man who had made promises to travel with him who had made the invitation come with me travel with me even in the storms of life how he was with them he was a man up to the occasion that even when these storms come that he still offers us that peacefulness in life. And this is the same man that is issuing the same invitation today to come and to travel with him. Will the road be easy? No. Uh, there's an old country song that, um, and I'm not, I don't know all the words to it. I just remember uh, bits and pieces of it, but uh, it talks about how I never promised you a rose garden. No, roses are, are beautiful um, flowers. Matter of fact, it's in the logo of my company, and uh, it it stands for a lot of things. But you know, every rose has one thing in common. There are white roses, red roses. I've seen blue uh, roses, pink roses. And despite all of that, they all have one thing in common. 
Every one of them has thorns, right? Every one of them. Jesus never said that this life would be a rose garden with, with no thorns, that there are going to be those things that come and, and there's going to be those hard times, there's going to be those storms, there's going to be those uh, times of calamity, there's going to be those uh, crooked roads and the roads with potholes and the hills and the valleys, all of these things. It's not always easy. As a matter of fact, he even said that if they hated me, then they will also hate you. Of course, we know that they hated our Lord because they crucified him, killed him. But even that couldn't stop him. Amen. What manner of man is this? And I like the question that the Lord asked, and I'm going to close with this idea. He said to them, verse 40, Why are you afraid have you not or have you still no faith just a few verses prior to this you wanted to go back and read it you could jesus gave a whole teaching on having the faith of a mustard seed if you've ever seen a mustard seed they're not real big right they're real small And he said, if you have this much faith, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will move. Now, he never said what mountain that was. There's a lot of mountains in life. But the point was to have faith. And for him to go through this storm and him being asleep in great comfort, and the disciples not, he asked the question, why are you afraid? And they were filled with great fear and said one to another, Who then is this, or what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey? What manner of man? Today's storms are no different. Today's lives are no different than they were in these days. And the scripture tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he will be the same forevermore. And as such, the same Lord that was able to calm the seas in the disciples' lives, the same Lord that was able to heal the blind and give um, hearing to those who were deaf, who made the lame to walk again, who even brought the dead to life again. The same Lord who was crucified and was buried and who rose. That same Lord is the same today. And despite the storms that we may have, and and maybe this morning you're out on a raging sea and the waves are just crashing in and it seems that you have absolutely no relief whatsoever. As the saying goes, when it rains, it pours. And it's just one thing after another. And it just all is crashing in. And it's like, the Bible says, and it's likened unto the ship to be destroyed. Can I encourage you this morning to have that faith. That Jesus can calm your storm and give you great peace as well. Just as he did these disciples. There is none other like Jesus.
And there is no one else who can bring peace and comfort during your times of storms, during whatever it is that you're facing in life. The same Lord is still Lord today. And he is simply saying, reach out to me. I'm here. I'm available. Do you trust him this morning? There will be a hymn of invitation will be extended. Perhaps this morning you need to do business with God. Maybe it's for salvation. Maybe you rededication. Maybe uniting with this church. Maybe you need to pray for someone else. Maybe you're going through a storm in your life. and Maybe you don't know where else to turn. Can I encourage you to turn to Christ? Allow Him to be the captain of your ship. I was watching... And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hush. I, I feel like those old-time preachers where they say they're going to close and they keep on for another 20 minutes. I, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to say this. I was watching. Uh, I, I turned the TV on. I had a slow day at the office. And I watched an old episode. It was old because it's black and white. Old episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. Y'all ever seen? I know y'all have seen that show. Anyway, it was an episode where um, Uncle Jed and the family was looking at buying a yacht. And, uh, of course, they went to this, um, this pier of boats. And, of course, the yachts were over here. But where they went was actually where the uh, naval station was. So they was on the wrong side to start with. Uh, and they went and looked at a warship. And Jethro got a hold of the uh, steer of that ship. And they was going out into the ocean. And they was blasting, you know, the bombs and all that stuff off that ship. And uh, Jethro's like, Uncle Jed, you need to buy this boat, this great, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then, long story short, they were on the wrong boat. And obviously, they didn't have the right captain, right? Jethro is not a captain, all right? (laughs) He's the last one you want driving your ship, I can promise you. Said that to say this. So many times, we seem to get on the wrong boat. And we allow the wrong people to be our captain. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to get off of that boat and get on the right boat and let Christ be your captain. As we sing, as we stand, this is your time.